This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, welcome to Trophy TV. It's the final word. West Ham United nil, Everton won. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Sounds lovely saying it. And to be fair, we've said this four times in the last six games. We've won four <laughs> of the last six, so things are looking up. We're joined by Dave Witts from the County Road Bobblers in the house. Been in for a while, Dave, you all right? I know, I know. I, I must have lost me, me way on the sat-nav, to be honest with you. I found location on the air. No, good to be in. Um, and like you say, it's it's just positive, isn't it? It's just nice to wake up on a Monday morning with a smile on your face and I think the world's a better place. Lovely, isn't it? Lovely. Ped, we, we going into this did feel optimistic about this one which no, is that's not you right. yeah yeah actually let me clarify that i felt i thought Everton would win this game you were no God, i was i was on the match preview weren't yeah, I, no, I was i, I was I, I hit off the way i thought i thought we had the opportunity to get mm. to go somewhere mm. um recent history was against us of course mm. uh but no, we went down there and done a very we done a we done a moisey on moist didn't we? Did. we did we we were we were we were used to these kind of wins when 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 he was our manager. Going somewhere, maybe boring the home fans a little bit, quieting the gaff down, and then um, getting the goal. You you would be Tim Kale, not normally yeah. wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. a Tim Kale kind of goal, and and uh, that's you know, and, and then and then you make sure you get every every man behind the ball and make sure you stop the opposition and you do it a very professional way, and that's what we saw yesterday, mm. and I think that is. That is what we're starting to see a little bit from Sean Dice, just level performances. Might not always be amazing, might not always look amazing, but when you get start getting the results, then it starts to feel like uh, there's a bit of consistency there. Absolutely. Um, he went with, obviously he had to make a change, Ashley Young sent off last week and he defeated Anfield. Nathan Patterson coming, which I was delighted with. I know, I was thinking the shame is going to be is he just going to throw him back in? But I want Patterson to be given the opportunity. But then, of course, Dave, he's got to take it, hasn't he? It's great us going. I want to see Nathan Patterson in this team and doing well, but he has to take that opportunity when it comes along, the way Jared Branthwaite's done. He does, he does. And, you know, and obviously, you heard your point the other day about you know possibly looking at a low move for him. And it's less than ideal because we haven't really got full-backs, have we, in abundance. So he's the perfect person that you want to come into the side, play, and just, just get that confidence back. Um, he struggled at times, hasn't he? Uh, I don't know sometimes if it's by design because he's having to play a bit tighter under Deitch's, mm -hmm. you know, systems and he's not galloping forward, which is, as we know, what he likes to do. Um, so he is a bit restricted, in, in, you know, in, in himself. So I think he's he's trying to feel himself into that position mm -hmm. in a Sean Deitch side. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was great to see him actually play with a bit of confidence in that second half and look when when I looked at West Ham sides their wing positions were, were really good weren't they you know obviously mm. they've got um Judas down his side and, yeah. and Bowen on the other so we knew that our full backs were going to have to be blob on yesterday and, and he, he was and, and Mikhailenko was so it, it, it's just nice to be able to just not worry about them position which which, which has caused a few issues this season hasn't it Definitely, and I think, I mean, Ped, it, we've, we've talked about Brantwaite growing into the position. Obviously, he had a full season last season out, so he got that experience, but he still had to wait for the opening couple of games before he got his opportunity, and he's grabbed it with both hands, and you yeah. can see, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about Tiara Brantwaite at length in a bit, but this is what Patterson has to do, isn't it? And also, I think as well for the manager, the Drisha Garner Gay is available again, and yet James Garner's kept his place, yeah. so... He's given those those players that opportunity to to take it, and I hope Patterson gets the same one. Yeah, ultimately, it's the player who decides the manager's mind, isn't mm. it? If the manager will always have an idea of what he wants to do, but I do think he's, I do think Sean Dyche is open-minded enough that if you play the games and you play well, we saw it with Jerry Mina, we saw it with Branthwaite, almost, almost reading Twitter and seeing what everybody as a fan base wants because you know what now and again the fan base 
all right mm. and we're not all a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, you know keyboard internet warriors, keyboard yeah. warriors. <laughs> we do know what about playing football and, mm. and what which play is better than other players mm. what's stupid and I'm not, not saying that's naturally what Patterson I think we all know that Patterson has to get better and find a level mm. of consistency raw still any yeah he is and it is there's a lot of there's confidence issues there you can mm. see you can see that Jordan games you see yeah. him growing Jordan games I think mm. we saw that yesterday but you have to let people play games of football. And I understand that is difficult when you're struggling for results and you need mm. that little bit of leadership. Yeah. But what I would hope is, I think now that we've found quite a settled team and a structure, and he's removed maybe some of the things that he doesn't want in the team, Dan Juma, um, <laughs> that, that he's, he's got players around him, Harrison playing ahead mm. of him, you know, is a big indicator. You know, on the other side, I think Mikalenko has settled right down because he's got McNeil and he's got that consistency playing ahead mm. of him. Little things like that, little par- partnerships. Seen Dave over the weekend about this. Little partnerships on the pitch makes a difference. If you know who the fella is to the right, to the to the left of you, and the mm. fella ahead of you, are, it makes a big difference to your Huge. game. Yeah. You know, I was again, I was listening to something the other day talking about the goalkeeping situation at Arsenal and. Yeah. Oh, you can just rotate. It's dead easy. It's just no. like you can't no. because if I'm a defender and I I go to pass the ball back to him during the game and I'm I think oh that's one goalkeeper and suddenly it's another goalkeeper and I've given it to the wrong. It's all these little minor details yeah. that make football because at the top it is all about the fine fine details mm. and all those little margins of error that you've got to get right. So I hope I hope he stays in the team. I hope he stays in the team on Wednesday earns another opportunity and then earns that and if he has three three good games in a row or two good games in a row get the third mm-hmm. and then maybe the manager start looking at it, like james garner did going yeah i can leave him in you know he's, he's settled mm-hmm. he's listened to me the manager doesn't want to keep him out i think because i don't like him and i, mm-hmm. I might master young's my personal favorite mm-hmm. he'd be going which one's better Mm. Who's who at the moment is doing what I'm asking them to do during mm. the game? If I've asked and them, trainer, obviously. yeah, sorry, you're training mm. more more importantly. But if I've told them the first thing I've told them to do in a game, and he's just throwing it out the window straight away, can't listen. He can't take on instruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things that obviously play a massive part. Dave, I mean, Pet just said before the song of the game, the opening ten or fifteen minutes, we did just feel our way into it, didn't we? They were I felt it was an opportunity for us because they'd obviously been away in Greece on Thursday. And, by the time you get back, Friday's a write-off, so they're mm-hmm. just training for the game on Saturday. And it was in an earlier one as well, so I thought, if we can just get out that first 15, 20, feel our way into it, don't give anything cheaply away. The way their ground is, it's that far away from the pitch that you can kind of quieten it a little bit. Upton Park was obviously more harder to do. They were on top of it and that. But, and I thought Everton did that. They had a couple of moments flashes but again didn't really fashion anything at Jordan Pickford and once we got through that first 15 20 we then started to show that we were a threat on the counter attack perception's interesting isn't it because I was sat with Mitch yesterday talking mm. when we were watching the match and I said if it was me Mitch Ward early oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was kind of saying to him exactly what you said mm. you know West Ham are struggling with a bit of confidence mm. First half an hour, nothing silly. You know, yeah. you'd always get that. Don't yeah, you? you can yeah. imagine Zai chain to them. Look, get into them, just quieten them down, as you say. Mm-hmm. Don't give anything silly. You don't have to, you know, be chasing them, you know, when, when they're in possession at the back. Just that first half an hour, play within yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think about around the half an hour mark, 28 minutes, that was a chance where kind of Jack Harrison nipped the ball away. We'll have that, a look at that, that in the set, yeah. That overload situation. But it was the first time that you've seen us on the front foot having a bit of a go yeah. higher up the pitch. Yeah. So I don't think that that was by chance. I think, as mm. you say, you know, it was definitely a game plan to say, settle down, feel your way into the game. Don't give them anything silly. You know, no silly set pieces around the edge of the box. I know we mm. give a couple, um, which was frustrating at times. But, you know, it's one of them that you just wanted to get through that first half an hour, mm. I think. And, and it was perfect. It was, for me, the perfect performance. It was the perfect game plan. And I can imagine when, when they got got in at half-time, you know, Sean Dyke was probably very happy with that, that first 45 minutes. Well, I mean, Ped, this is, we're going to look at the breakaway now, but this is something we've seen at Goodison when teams come to us and sit behind the ball and not, I'll be honest, not lately, but over the years we've seen it, haven't we, where you kind of lose that momentum in the yeah. opening 15, 20 minutes because they're just taking a bit of time at goal kicks, there's two banks of four, it's like break us down then and 
when when it happens now, we haven't been good enough in too many games to break the opposition down, which is why at times we've been better when teams have come on to us. And I thought it was like Everton v. I think you said it to me yesterday, didn't you? It was Everton v. Everton. That's what it looked like, old Everton v. v current Everton. But we did have this chance that um, Dave's just talked about. Jack Harrison, great pressing on the halfway line. And because he's pressing so high, they just trying a little flick and he's onto it. And we, we have this opportunity. We're just going to look at it now. Um, on the screen and we can see Harrison's advancing to the box and there's two balls on here the slide the little reverse to the core who's in on goal or the arrow to Dominic Calvert-Lewin who's in as well and I think he's just in that I want to score a goal myself mode we take it on one he's coming inside already but the core with the reverse is still on we take it on again he decides to have the shot and we take it on again you see it's a comfortable shave for Ariola who, who ends up gathering it but there is that moment and we've seen this a few times this season where we haven't played that right pass and mm. in other games it's come back to bite us on the arse but I didn't think this was strictly Jack Harrison's fault by the way okay I I thought both runs weren't particularly great I don't look think, at the space the Corey I don't think the Corey makes an, makes enough movements away from him to don't there's one defender and I think the Corey has to pull away and more to, to almost entice the defender to come over to allow to allow Dom to be freer. Mm. Don't get me wrong, Jack, Jack Harrison's not blameless. <laughs> I just would have liked to have seen those two split that one Wider. defender a little bit quicker. Because they when you they're almost like, oh I don't know quite know where to mm. go and I'm trying they're trying to stay on side. Um it was actually good defending by the he did he kept kept them up but I still think that he better. Oh, it's poor, it's poor but but and there is a split second there where you can get it right between the two. But that is a split the, the second. The reverse to the core he remains on. You're right. Yeah. He, he hasn't pulled wide, but the, it remains on. If he just reverses it, he's got a, a side foot. But listen, he's he's got a, he's confidence enough. He wanted to do it himself, didn't he? And he had another one where he blazed over the bar um, to make up for that one. But yeah, but he, is, he, under, he under it and over it, didn't he? But um, but you're right, Dave. I mean, that was the that was the first real sign we saw that we could hit them on the counter. It, we weren't great going forward. Again, a couple of times, the core won the ball. And he's just not... I think he always gets caught in two minds what he's doing. Yeah. His decision-making isn't great. And we saw it at Ramfield last week in the first half. He broke a few times and it was like there was a pass on and he, he's like almost trying to get it perfect <laughs> before he passes it. And sometimes in games, they're the only opportunities you get and, and it can go away from you because... We were a little bit reserved, but in the by the same token, they didn't really do anything. In fact, I don't even think they had a shot at goal in the first half where we'd had a few. No. Yeah. Albeit not amazing ones. No, you you're spot on. And I think, you know, that you can look at, at things totally different ways. You can look at saying, you know, maybe McNeil and, and Harrison weren't doing enough going forward. Maybe it was because they were doing so much going back. Mm. You know, and that that's not just about making tattles, it's being in the right place, work in the right areas. Yeah cutting off the lines, yeah. you know, and, and all them invisible things that you kind of don't see when mm. you're watching the game off the ball, mm. you know, and it, it's easy to forget as fans, you know, because you just want their moments, don't you? You know, you want to see Jack Harrison bursting through, scoring goals, but all the work the other way that he does offer the team. Um, likewise with McNeil, I think that was the key um, as part of that performance was the was, was the off the ball stuff. Um, and, and look, you know, again, you know, that, that, that was a big moment but you know a lot of Premier League players will take them chances themselves don't they? they'll try and shoot it to get a, a chance you know could he have slipped it to Kure quick ball across and tap him for Dom mm -hmm. I don't know but you know it's it's easier said than done I'm sure if you were bursting through on goal bars no one's going to stop yeah. you taking a shot are they? I'm having a shot probably <laughs> uh, Ped I mean that's a great point Dave makes about our two wide players <laughs> because they are the good going forward they've proved but they do both work hard. I mean, Jack Harrison has had to kind of have that under Bielsa yeah. and his route into football, New York City and being on loan at Middlesbrough, things like that. He, he is about the hard work. He's almost, we were saying it all summer, mm. it was obvious that that transfer was going to happen to Everton because he's just a perfect Sean Dykes mm. player, isn't he? And you've got Dwight McNeil. We know how hard he works on the other side. And that's give Everton this a more solid basis, hasn't it? In terms of the two lads certainly playing the fullback, know that they've got protection in front of them. It's whether we can up their quality when we do when we do go the other way. Yeah, it's a threat. There's a threat there, but there's also obviously defensive mm. responsibility that they obviously both take um, 
seriously. Mm. And McNeil's numbers, I know yesterday were really good defensively. Jack Harrison's not so much. Yes, you want more from them in the final third. And, mm. and they're not both amazing players, let's be honest, mm. are they? They're both workman like players, like you said, that Dice would, would appreciate. That might have something in the locker now and again. McNeil, obviously, we've seen shooting you know, from out from range, and he did in this game, or crossings into the box. And we saw the goal Harrison scored against Bournemouth. Mm. And and he looks very composed on the ball, by yeah. the way, with both feet. Mm. Um, yeah, you would just want a little bit more, but the thing about it in a game like this, you, you could have a Dan Juma in there. And Dan Juma could be doing equally nothing going forward. But is he going to give you that defensive no. stability to win these kind of games? Yeah. And that's all it comes down to, isn't mm. it? Winning these kind mm. of games. There might be other days... I don't think we've found those days yet, but <laughs> there are other days where you can go, oh, Dan Juma can play on the left, and he can do what he wants because mm. we've got this play and that, but we don't have those other play. Every every player has to win their own battle, I think, in yeah. this team. And when we win more battles than the other team, we're going to win or, mm. or we should win. Mm. So that, I understand why this is the team and this is the team he's going to try and set up for, with for most of the season, I imagine. I I mean, I like I like both wide plays. I think both have got, I think, Dwight McNeil, although he... He overperformed to, to what his career has been so far last yeah. season in terms of goals. I mean, I still think he's got that shooting ability in his locker and he's got a lovely left foot and he works so hard. And I think Harrison's a cracking player, I do. I think both feet and he will give you that hard work. And I think that's why it's not it's not difficult to understand why Dan Juma isn't getting a game. Mm. He's, he's shown very little so far. He's put the ball in the net twice, which is great. But I just don't think he's shown enough when he's being in the team, Dave, to go for anyone to turn around and go, he should be playing. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, that I think we're getting to a stage now where when you're in the pub before the game, you're talking to your <laughs> mates and you're kind of guessing what the lineup yeah. is. Most of us would guess the same lineup now mm. because we know, you know, there's a settled side there. You know, you're getting players that are playing nine out of ten every week, but mm. they're putting in sevens, mm. you know, and we'll take that all day. You know, after the last couple of years, We've just been so up and down, you know, yeah. almost like the Damari Gray effect, where he can have a nine out of ten one week and a three the next, well, like, next week. He's so. the perfect, he's the, yeah. he's the perfect like thing, isn't he? Yeah. You look at it, look at Harrison yesterday. You look at look at Damari Gray. Yeah, Damari Gray might bend one in from thirty yards once every twenty five games. Yeah. But yeah. what are you doing in the meantime? And he is the that is that you, you. It's not like we're sitting here going, oh, we're missing a Wobie and we're missing no, Damari no. Gray, are we? No. We're not at all. We're just we've we got solid like, and compact, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And there might be those moments where we do miss that little bit, but you can't sit around waiting for those moments. You've got to have, like you just said, Dave, perfectly. Seven, try and have a seven out of ten. We've, we've wanted it. We've been crying about yeah. this, but oh, all yeah, of us time. bemoaning. You do not know. Carl. We were getting it under Carlo. Yeah. Carlo, famous quote, one of this this team's got two faces. Mm. Of like it's it's this this week and it's this that. Like how how I was one of the greatest managers ever lived. Saying it, and, and other ones who, without that ability that he's got, have found this as well, isn't yeah. it? And right now we're getting back towards. It's, I still don't think we're good enough at home at the moment, and, and hopefully that'll change. But this was the one thing that, funnily enough, David Moyes did manage to give us was results weren't always there, but we kind of knew what we'd get most weeks. I think that was the, the first time as well we've we've had a an, a clean sheet away win in two years, and I think the last one was Brighton. Brighton in the August under Benitez. Benitez. So, we even when we're going away, you know, we've always been quite open to, to conceding mm. goals as well. So you don't, you go all Michael alone on you, but you've got to kind of score two or three then, haven't you? To, to you know to, to be in a chance of winning the game every single yeah. time. So it's refreshing to see that clean sheet. You know the, the oh, lack God, of chances absolutely. for West Ham, and just you know just being able to just have that one moment that the mm. wins a game and not worry about having to score two or three goals. You know, it's it's good. Like Dave said, he got to half time, and I think mm. I think Sean Dyke was would have certainly been happier if the two managers Everton had had more attempts at goal than West Ham. Um, I think they'd had a couple on target, and West Ham hadn't had any anything. Mm. Uh, and it was a case of come out. You knew they were going to come out a little bit riled after the first for the first ten minutes because I'm sure David Moyes will have had a go at the mm. the fact that they were a little bit. Passive, I think, is the right thing. Yeah. They were looking for moments, weren't they, rather than any kind of sustained thing. But I thought Everton did kind of quell the first 10, 12 minutes after the break quite well as well. Yeah. They come out with a little bit of... They moved it a bit quicker to Kudus and they were trying to get on the front foot. But Everton, Tarkovsky and Brantway just stood firm, didn't they, and didn't really give them anything. Yeah. 
we quieted the crowd down. It was, it was the mm. atmosphere was was you know there was nothing there, mm. and you you they probably there are worried. fans like they you could yeah, but they're probably mm. worried. Thinking, oh, it could be another defeat here, three in a row. Oh God, you know all mm. those things that go through your Sunday early kickoff, one o'clock. Yeah. You dragged yourself there. You probably are thinking, Sam, am I going to get home and all that? <laughs> you know what? What Sam's the queue? You know the queue for the train station and all those mm. things start entering your head. The game's one of them where. Probably got to it's the an inconvenience. You're saying, Ryan, you're talking to your mate, aren't you? And it's that kind of feeling. Then that, that those get that oh, happens God. in games, don't they? Yeah. You, you know, you get, and it's we've all had them. We've all been there. Yeah, of course we have. And, and I think we just didn't let them in the game, did they? No. I think they got a couple of set pieces early on, and we just defended properly. Mm. That's the mm. way that used properly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not like there was no, no one's being a, you know. Uh, Doing any Terry Butchers or anything? We're not. We're not at that stage. We're just defending properly. And with mm. the two centre backs, we look. We look really good. Mm. Michalenko's doing his job. Patterson's getting the confidence to do his job. Onana sitting in front of him doing his job. And everyone's just. And we're growing. Then we're growing, mm. thinking we can get something here. Mm. And obviously, we had that moment, which was absolutely brilliant. So we're going to look at the. We've got all the, the stills from it. So it starts with. Let's see here. Jared Brantwaite wins a ball with. Antonio, nice and aggressive in the, mm -hmm. the challenge, no foul, and you know Antonio's rolling around. Take it on, and Brantway doing what he does, stepping with the ball. Take it on again, Ned. Plays it into Dom, who's circled, he just pops it off to Harrison, and then he's getting between. Got the arrow there on the next one, where he wants to get himself, which is on right between the two centre-backs on the edge of the box. Harrison plays it in, and this is brilliant from Dom, back to goal. You're thinking, is he going to just get his foot on it and roll it off? Take it on. No, he does a little trick, little chop through the legs, and then that gives him the space. And we see from behind that the next one behind the goal, he's just got the space there to try and fire it back in that corner. Take it on again. It's a, he's got it out of his feet. You can take it on again, Ned. Beating the keeper. And is there a better sight than seeing that in the net? And uh, there's Dom doing a ML Heskey type celebration, sir. Uh, no, that's uh, not ML Heskey. No. ML Heskey was like doing that. Oh, he done that, he yeah. Done, uh, what was that? Oh, that was uh, Luca Tony, innit? Yeah, exactly Luka what it was. Luca Tony. <laughs> yeah, ML was the. Yeah. He was the. Yeah, I don't even know why I said why that. Why did he even go there? Because uh, you know what? I've seen a picture of Heskey, dude. I haven't seen him for a while. So mm. he's in my mind. Seen him. He used to come in here quite regularly, didn't he? He did. He used to come Oddly in enough. Act with the Redman, pissing Padjack up, throwing yeah, against yeah. the wall. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I seen Chris and thought I'd want to throw him against the wall. I don't know. I don't know why that coming. He was full Luca Tony, but Dave, that was seeing a little bit more from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Those little tricks we talk about the Brighton trick that he done last year, the, the drag back, which created the Corey's goal. We've seen in some games that confidence starting to flow from him, and this was a, a little brilliant. Just get yourself a little half a yard, and the keeper can't get set, and it's in the back of the net. I mean, Moyes will be fuming at the centre half, won't he? You know, because well, both, both of them, you know, are, are kind of looking at Tom and then in the perfect position. Mm. And it's almost one of them, don't let him turn. You know, keep him facing that way. But it was brilliant. Like I you think say, they there. don't expect it. That's oh, yeah, why. Yeah, That's yeah. why. It's it's so good. Definitely. And I think Tom had to, he's had to go away and reinvent himself, hasn't he? Mm. You know, if you look at, obviously. Into Luca Tony. Into Luca Tony. Apparently. It's not into a bad, Luca Tony. But, you know, he, he was almost a six-yard man, wasn't he, mm. under Carlo Ancelotti. You know, he, he was the poacher, you know, you, you know, instinctive finishes. Mm. And it was always the ones where he had a bit more time to think. He, he, he wasn't really putting them away. Yeah. You know, obviously, we've seen the, the goal against Villa, you know, racing through, and he, mm. he slots that perfectly. And like you say, this is another asset to his game that he seems to have added, you know, and he, he's, he's moving away from that one-trick pony approach that, he, you know, not to say he was. But, you know, he's hard to mark. You don't know, you know, is he going to be in a six-yard box, making you, you know, work back with him, it, you know, turning on the edge of the box. You know, the different different styles to his game. You know, racing through on goal. You know, he's adding these these intricacies to his game. Mm -hmm. And the more he does that, and, it, you know, that it's that attitude, isn't it? That continuous improvement, that attitude in your mind, mm -hmm. constantly getting to the training ground, well, he constantly evolving. He's goal, has he, this no, season? Yeah. No, no. And it's mad. he's evolving all the time as a player, and he has come back looking a lot fitter. He's he looks a different shape, doesn't yeah. he? You know, I think Carlo Ancelotti almost had him kind of Ronaldo esque, didn't he? You know, the massive, you I know, think chunky that was, I, I'll be honest, the... I think that was him more than I don't know whether that was who that was. I think, yeah, I think players get to a point where they, they find it very easy to bulk up, yeah, and it almost becomes a you're absolutely right. He was look, we saw this with Lukaku when he left Everton, they feel like they need to be stronger, but they. 
and it must they've, they've got all they've got everything haven't they yeah. got everything to do it mm. uh, or they've got the, they've got the gym there they've got all the facilities they will allow they have chefs they have it must be dead easy to just go i can just keep doing this all day mm. you know and and he did he got he got become and i Very I, bulky, wasn't I, I spoke about this without having any idea what i'm talking about by the way um although um <laughs> <laughs> no but like you could see it though and you, you, you look at it and go what's changed for dom why is dom picking up so many injuries what has changed mm. and you look at him and go well, the first thing I can see that changes is he's a completely different shape to what he used he is, to be. Yeah. You go back to 2019, he's still a little scrawny kid. Yeah, he's yeah. He that. looks thin in the mm. face. He looks mm. like when he when he's scoring goals, go and look back, go back to like goal he scored against like uh, Palace and the one he scored when he played when Rooney scored uh, the hats against West Ham. Mm. And you look at how, and then suddenly it just over like a year or so, he just went massive. And, and I just think that massively played a part. Some players can't have that on them. They mm. can't have that extra stress because it is stress. Mm. It's stress. And, and actually, it's to do, keep it up, isn't it? It's to, to keep do the workouts. That yeah, to do the I mean, workouts yeah. to keep that up is stressful. That's as what well. I mean, yeah. So. Football's a totally different game. It yeah. running yeah. more so than building. Well, There's an image of him, man. There's one when he's doing the Bob Latchford scalp, you know, Bob Latchford yeah, yeah. scalp with the pair when he's like that. There's a picture of Dom, I can't remember who it's against. And he just looks like this big fella. And you were like, well, like, has he been to Bayern Munich for a bit yeah. on the creek? Because you know what they like, yeah, they yeah. train into monsters. That's insane. There. It's not hard as but a footballer. It's not hard if someone, you've got all the supplements and all the right diet mm. and everything. It's mm. not hard to do that. Mm. But he went, to, in my opinion, it looked like he went too far. And he looks like the right shape now. Mm. He looks like it's, it's all come off. They've properly looked at it. They've properly analysed it. And fair play for the manager to recognise that straight away. Mm. It was a massive gamble what he did last season. And I know it pissed us off every week when he was <laughs> making excuses for him. But he took the gamble. And then they went out and he spent money on two centre-forwards mm. to cover his arse as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think that's made a massive difference yeah. as well. And you can see a player now who's enjoying his football and not worrying about, I've got to be at it next week. Mm. There are plays to come in. There are plays you can step in. You know, there are plays you can come off the bench. For, you know, you, that's a game where he could have run himself into the ground, mm. and then who knows? You get to that the red zone, yeah. And he, that's Anything where you know, like then, it's getting yeah, yeah. Now he knows the man can just go. No, you can come off. I have got, I have got better. Yeah. You know, last week really in the derby, you think about it, thinking you should never have took him off in a derby. But if they've got the numbers to suggest it, yeah, you should come off now. Then, well, he might have, and also some games suit them. And the other thing as well is that. I think that was what was good about last week in the derby, mm. though. I just think he made that based on how the game was going. Dom yeah. was doing nothing. And, to be and fair, that's good to be he, able to go. How dare you? He's acting. He wasn't. I loved Dom. But last week in that derby, he done nothing. Mm. And therefore, he wasn't even holding the ball up. So he just, mm. it just was one of them days when he mm. didn't get into it. And I think that's good that the manager can go, you're not playing very well, mate. And for once, mm. I'm actually going to make a substitution because you're not playing very well, not because I'm worried you you might get injured. It's, because that's how you should be judged. Yeah. You can't look at a player, I don't think, all the time and go, oh my God, I can't play him longer than 65 minutes because he might get... How do you build a team like that? Whereas last week, I think he just looked on and Beto's a bit... Like, Dom's not really getting much change out of Van Dijk or Conrati. Beto likes a, likes a scrap. It was nil-nil. Let's throw him on. Whereas yesterday, mm. he was doing well. I mean, he played, what, 88 minutes? I mean, Why don't we look at his numbers? Well, we can have a look at his numbers. <laughs> Let's have a look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin's numbers from yesterday, Ned. Here we go. Uh, two shots at goal, one on target, which was his goal, of course. Uh, dribbles, one out of two, one eight out of 13 of his duels and at the next year. Point two, three. Sorry, it was hidden. Point two, three. Mm -hmm. But um, there's his heat map as oh, well, as you can see. He's, heat map he is... looks like a lovely, fluffy, sunny day, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it does, but I mean, as Dave pointed out before, with Carlo, that would have very much been centralised in the penalty mm. area. And we're going to see something. Let's have a look at another aspect of his game. Dave, you were just talking about adding different aspects to his game. This was an aspect of his game that we know he's really good at, and it is the Abdelaide Corey chance, which we're going to have a look at now, which begin when Ned's ready. Here we go, that's the first one. And this is his aerial ability. It's a ball up to him. He takes the defenders out the game, basically, with that flick. We take it on, Decore's going to make that run. Off goes Adelaide Decore, racing through the middle. We take it on again. He's clear. Now here, for me, he should take another touch, which gets him in the penalty area with the goalkeeper. The opposite, we take it on again. 
he offers a shoot. He strikes it well. If you're up and behind the goal, this is his view. He's gone for that far corner. Take it on again. You see Ariola getting down with that strong left hand. This one's a better one. It's, it's fingertips, isn't it, which mm. stops it going in. And then you can see the core with his, uh, his head and his hands there. And I'll be honest, at that moment, I was cursing a little bit because mm. I thought he should have took one more touch and then he's on top of the keeper. And then it's a little side foot round him and you're thinking... We've won the game. And it was that moment where I can look back now and go, oh, what a brilliant save. Great little cameo, that. But at the time, I'm thinking, oh, please do not be the moment where we all look back. And I'm I'm in visiting yesterday, or sat here going, that was the moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Luckily for us, it wasn't the moment. But Ped, I, know, I mean, we'll come to Dave in mm. a minute, but I know... I've seen his first touch. I'm glad he took it. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you don't quite share with me, no, do you? I, you think I, I actually have think... I actually think he did, he did the right thing. Okay. Because I don't think the goalie was... I think he thinks he's going to catch the goalie cold there. Mm. And I think he strikes it brilliantly. And I, I, I do worry what would have happened if he took a touch there. Because I generally do think it would have just bounced off his foot and gone about five yards ahead of him. And I, I just... I think it's a really good strike. A really, really good strike. In the moment, yes, you can take it back and you can stop and you can say, if you took another touch there... We watched the core. Um, I, I, I don't really have any arguments with it. Mm. You're absolutely right. I did say that was the moment, mm. but it was the moment because we just didn't score for it. It was a brilliant mm. opportunity. Mm. But I, I do think he done the right thing. Yes, he could have took a touch, but this, it could have been the same outcome. No, no with the listen, core. Listen, absolutely, Dave. But that's what when we say about the other aspect. That is an aspect we know about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's fabulous in the air. And if, that's why the Corey's in the team. Yeah. Because that's the perfect the scenario. Into Dom, the flick, and he charges in behind. And well, I mean, where do you stand with it? Did he do the right thing? Should we talk to <laughs> us? What do you think? Well, we were talking, obviously, Ped mentioned about the partnerships, you know, mm. and you're starting to see that again. You know, Takure probably wouldn't have made that run at the start of the season mm. because the fella in the sides up front's not winning them. I don't the think Mopay's winning that, is he? No, exactly. So He can't know, win a race with a goalie, the goalie. When, when he has <laughs> But you're starting to see, you know, these instinctive things where you know. Take the chance because Calvert Lewin's going to win this. You yeah. know, and they're starting to, you're starting to see, you know, the improvements in, in certain players because of that, because mm. of the partnership aspect. And and you're right, you know, it, it's an excellent save from Mariola. I think is, I think yeah. he's he's a great reflex keeper, you mm. know. And I think we've seen that at PSG. I couldn't believe I hadn't made me fancy football by the way last season, mm. and I couldn't believe Moyes didn't put him straight in. You yeah. know, he's had to he's had to earn his place in mm. in the side, and you know, he's a fantastic keeper. But I think Takura hit it. Perfect, mm. you know he did. He took it. He hit it at pace. It had to be at pace, didn't it, to, yeah. to beat some colds. But I just think it's an excellent save. And mm. yeah, because he took a touch, then done the the kinds of lofted bent over the keeper. But God. he's not a striker either, is he? Mm. You know, Takure's goals come from instinctive finishes, yeah. don't they? Where yeah. he just puts his foot. I behind actually it, think. So. I, I actually don't think. I, I think a lot of strikers would have lofted the keeper there. Just think. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just think a lot of keep lot of confidence strikers mm. would have. Mm. I'd have just, I just wanted them to give himself, get that out of your feet. I'd have just took another touch and then gone for the guide. But you're right, he might, the keeper might have done exactly the same, might have saved yeah. it. And you go, oh, why didn't he hit it first time? It was just because he had, he was clear. I'm thinking, get yourself closer to the goal and make the, you <laughs> know, the goal. Did he have one against but, Bournemouth? No, he had one against Bournemouth. And he had Andy. Listen, and people go, what about Leeds last year when Ellis Simmons played him through? And he got onto his left foot and it was another back pass. So fair play. I'm just saying at the time, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, oh, there's a big gap for you to just go into. But it was a, it was a brilliant save. By the, by the way, course. their goalkeeper, all he needed was rollerblades. And he's in the Barbie film. <laughs> it's all he needed. Tremendous pink and green uh, goalkeeping kit there. Fair play. Mm. Fair play. No, it was a brilliant save. But... That's it. You do, because Everton of Everton stuff in the past. You are thinking you want that. You want oh, the little comfort the Harrison thing, yeah? one yeah. and the Corey one either side of the goal. It's like oh, this could have been our opportunity. But you know what? What we did really well was just carry on defending brilliantly, and and we the two centre backs were. Sid James in that. He was yeah, it was. It was City. Well, it wouldn't be a proper carry on of Sid James, isn't it? It was he and Hattie Jakes and all them. Um, but you had a brand tweet. I spoke about him before. And it was in this period after that the Kure miss. I'm going with you, the Kure. What's going the on? Kure. Yeah. It's What's the Kure. Going on? It's because Dave's going with the, the Kure. French it is, that's, that's what, what it is, is from Dave. <laughs> uh, the Kure, after that, I thought, 
the Dukes, yeah. I thought Branthwaite really shone in that last 25. He stepped up again. And let's have a look at his numbers. Um, he had 10 clearances, 5 out of 9 duels, uh, 2 tackles, 2 interceptions, and his pass is 33 out of 46. Uh, there's his heat map, you can see very much the left side of the penalty area. But Dave, he is someone who each week is just looking better and better. It, he is, you know, the Carlisle destroyer. But um, <laughs> he's a... Um, Born in Carlisle. Born in Carlisle, yeah. I, I think what the guy kind of said yesterday, and you know, he, he's in the right place a hell of a lot of time, and mm. it's not by you know, it's not by um, chance that yeah. he's there. He, he he reads the game fantastically. You know, when he, he went away to to PSV, uh, we were hoping to see a different player when he came back, and I think last time we seen him before he before the loan spell, he, I think it was, it was a Tony where he was the wrong side, yeah. and he's come back and he, he he's constantly. You know, using his frame, he's always in the right positions. You know, when the balls are getting whipped in, he's he's always taking that 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 kind of back post element there in the six yard box, and he's mm. just there all automatically. Mm. And a lot of the time, it's he's avoiding us being under any threats from simple moments. And I think he, he simplified his game. He's so confident. We see him with the with the Carvalho in goal. You know, he doesn't just win the ball, but he then mm. takes it on. You know, and plays the right ball. Yeah. Um. He's just a class act. You know, mm. and. I'm, I was trying to. I've seen people can't kind of compare them to stones. You don't like compare. I hate comparing players at times, but you know you. What are you gonna do? You, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. But you look back to that. You know that that age. You know mm. when he first came into the side, you wouldn't think that he was a young defender. No. You'd think that he was like a 27, 28 year old, polished, experienced centre half, mm. played in that division for years. He plays with a certain level of. I've just, you know, he's got like an air about him, hasn't he? Mm. You know, you just feel confident. Don't forget, this kid's got a lot of miles on the clock, though. Yeah. This is a kid. What? What was he? 16, 17, 17. when we got him. Yeah. And he, he played, played in their. He first played team. in the. He played in their first team. He played in the Premier League for us behind closed doors. Then he went to Blackburn. Blackburn yeah. Then he come back and played some more games for us. Uh, it's been a steep learning kit. Went to PSV and. I think what, what happened with PSV was actually because he was probably physically bigger than a lot of the players mm. he was playing against. He learned to be physical, yeah. you know, rather than be... And he was the aggressor, and I think he's brought that with us, and he looks so calm. That's the word I use all the time about him, calm. Yeah. Because compared to a certain other centre-back who looks like he's juggling fish, mm. honestly, when he, as he plays, this kid just... just, just He's so smooth in a game. Mm. And yesterday, <clears throat> even like the lead-off of the goal on Antonio, he actually wins it so cleanly mm. that there is no... There is no no. Issue does does no one say oh that might be a foul yeah. the referee you know especially when you score everything mm. gets looked at oh did he touch him was he aggressive did he get a no no he just gets in there wins mm. it cleanly up against probably one of the most powerful strikers in the Premier League for backing in and well, you know he he's so anyway but um, he, no but what I mean yeah. is physically he's a yeah, specimen yeah. and he Antonio's yeah, I mean, huge he isn't win, he he didn't win every Eddie yesterday no, but no. you know it, it was a it was a day where you were obviously for probably the first time. The TV started noticing some less of that, please. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, less yeah, of that, yeah. less man of the matches. What about others? Look at less man of the matches and less, <laughs> uh, you know, analysis on on match of the day too. Thank you very much. Um, Add yeah. another forty million to his price tag. Yeah, although it did it did make me laugh when I think I think it might be on match of the day too when he said uh, if he can if he can keep his place and become a regular in the team. <laughs> Wait, who's taking it to, who's taking away? I mean, he's been in since the, yeah. the, the third game place? of the season it, he's been in. It's pretty much the, the perfect, you know, if you were using a thing for Felwell to say, this is what we want for our yeah, young players. Absolutely. Get them at good price, get them in, maybe, you know, a little championship loan, get them out to Europe playing mm. football, bring them back and then sign that big contract as well, which he has done. Let, let me ask you about this, because haven't, I haven't asked you about this, just breaking off from that, because you just mentioned mm. it, like the perfect thing. If... A certain fella in a baseball cap is successful with his, with their purchase of Everton Triple Seven because it is a multi-club thing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the, that will be a looking for positives here? Will be a, a positive of that with some of our young players to try to like move them. I'm thinking of people who could maybe go to Standard Liège, who's one of their clubs and things like that. Done that already, haven't we? Isaac Price and he. There you go. And, and well, John John Joe Kenny scored for Berlin yesterday. There you go. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> Dick L will be made up. One of our Premier members loves John Joe Kenny. But do you think that could be something, Dave, where we are, where it's for Thelwell, go and get that younger player, like you say. I know Everton are looking at a couple of young players in Germany at the moment. 
who were highly rated. Yeah. Bring him in, have a little look, and then go, right, we can use that mm. to get you alone into Europe for maybe. Because that's what has worked so well with, with Brantford. Like Pet said, he'd already played in the League Two and he played in the, the Championship with Blackburn and all and caused, caused murder at the Riverside against Middlesbrough and mm. things like that before he did go off to Europe in lo on loan. But we're seeing a lad now that's come back and he is supremely confident playing brilliantly. Absolutely, and I think, it, you know, at the very least, it gets him in the shop window as well, doesn't it? You know, mm. I think, like, you know, you look at maybe Dobbin now, got to admit, you know, we're all yeah. wrong at times. I, I kind of looked at Dobbin and thought, hmm, don't really think he'll get into this side. Um, you know, I don't think he's, you know, Premier League. I don't think you were wrong, mate. I don't think you were wrong, mate. He's not getting in, is he? I, I just didn't see him as developing into a Premier League player, to be honest. You know, mm. early doors, looking at him, I thought, you know, maybe he might be one we'd, we'd sell in the summer, but it... You know, he's come back, you know, he's had a really good pre-season. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you say, if, if that does go through, he might be one we look at in, in January and think, right, get him somewhere mm. decent around Europe to one of them clubs. And, you know, if we, do, we don't want to take him back in the summer, he's down the shop window and you, mm. can, you can make a bit of profit off him, can't you? That's it. That's um, a good point. That with someone like Lewis Dobbin, because he is in our squad at the moment, he's on, our, he's on the bench yesterday. He's played in League One. The championship might be right, but then again... If this did go through and, yeah. and there was an opportunity for, say, standard liaison or something, he'd already yeah. have Isaac Price, who he knows, no, it, go into a Belgium I mean, league because he's yeah. quick and yeah. it, it could no, help I, his I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't want to or don't like the idea of forcing these players on a team. No, mm. but at least then they. But at least if if we are part of that and that if there are going to be positives from it, is you know if, if they get the option mm. first. That's what and, I mean. And, yeah. and, and you know, I don't like the idea of. You know, no, I don't. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just. It's a, it's I don't like option. the idea of like feeder clubs or anything like that <clears throat> in in these scenarios. But I do like the idea of using of using pool the, and resources the, the, or the, whatever. The, yeah. The, the, the uh, multi club system to say, do you, do you want this player? We know we know. Or if there's going to be a head head honcho mm. guy who's looking after or like the 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 director of directors of football, <laughs> and that guy goes, you know what? I've looked at what this team need and what you've got mm. and what you don't not what you don't need but who what you're develop. not using at the I've moment, seen yeah. that they need a winger you know mm. and and Lewis Dobbin would benefit massively but also they'd they benefit massively because yeah. let's not forget PSV benefited massively from having Brantley yeah. to yeah. the point where they wanted to keep him mm. it wasn't a crowbar job nope. Marcel Brands didn't take him over there to, to just go oh I'm going to do my ex-employees mm. a favour he went this kid's a talent mm. and maybe because I know maybe they're stupid enough they might sell them yeah, to us yeah, yeah, yeah. but luckily enough we are not stupid enough <laughs> yeah. just about to just this time yeah. so no he was he was absolutely brilliant yesterday another player as well I thought was really good and again it's shown in that last kind of 20 when we needed it to was Amadou Onana who was Paddy seems to have being just put in that six now to just let him get on with that. We I know we Lampard tried him in different roles and I think Dyche looked at him in different positions and wasn't quite sure whether to trust him. He went away with Belgium, and Dominic Tedesco was talking about him being one of the best sixes in Europe and all yeah. that. And he's come back to Everton and he's kind of dropped into that role as if to go, right, well, he's the most natural fit. Adrissa Garnagay can do that. But he also likes to run after a ball yeah, yeah. and press. And, and James Garner, I don't think that suits him. And Decore, it doesn't suit him. So Onana, it was a natural fit. And since he's gone in there, I think he's been brilliant. If we have oh, a look right. at his numbers yesterday, he had uh, 65 touches of the ball, 89% passing accuracy, six tackles, seven ball recoveries, and won 12 <clears throat> out of 15 of his duels. There's his heat map. And this again against the team he may well have joined, of course, last yeah. summer. But no, I think we're getting in. the benefits of it. We're getting the benefits mm. of a player playing in his proper position. Mm. And also, mm. he'll be happier mm. playing in his proper position, mm. knowing that. <clears throat> how is he going to develop? Would someone mm. develop on players? How is he going to develop as a player if he's not playing in his true position? For, he, for his country. He's the time one he forever knowing it wasn't going to be easy, but knowing, and I don't like to use the word stepping stone, but well, just part of his development. Mm. Development to a point where you, then you take the next step in his in his career. Mm. We know that he knows that yep. it's not going to be at Everton forever. You know, we all thought he'd probably leave last summer. Never mind. Mm. You know anything further? We're getting the benefits now of letting a player develop in his own mm. position. This is what we talk about with Brantwick. This is what we talk about with Patterson. Mm. 
You've got to let players, but it's almost looking at the alternative going, what is the alternative? Then allowing someone to get through those those games. And what we're starting to see now is, listen, the Statos have been telling us for ages about his numbers <laughs> and how amazing they are. We're actually seeing in the eye test now. We're seeing him play the games. And I thought there was a moment later on where, um, it, it, you know, he was running with the ball and he was trying to get out of our half and... You've got you've got one of their players, Suchek, I think it was, was trying to bring him down, mm. and he wouldn't have it. Mm. He was just going and going, and he played the ball wide, and it was a case of, well, if the ball doesn't get played, I'll probably get the foul, but if I do play, we're away. Yeah, and it's that. Yeah, I think there's been a little switch in him where, yeah. and he can develop now, and he'll know if he develops <clears> at his own pace, people will start paying attention. Mm. But more importantly, now and goes back to something Dave said a little bit earlier, we've got a spine now. Mm, we've yeah. got the goalkeeper, we've got the centre backs, we've got Onana, and then we've got Dominic Carvalhoon, and yeah. we've got a proper span that we've been for, for a while. For a while with, and there's hopefully there's a consistency. And if Dom's not playing, then you've got Beto, but at least you've got a consistent span that you can rely on, hopefully, most all, weeks. All six footers. And Davey, there was, there was one even in the last couple of minutes where the ball was in our box, and he broke, and I'm thinking, smash it, and mm. he didn't, he held it, ran. Waited for the tackle, took the touch, and then the lad took him out and he got their player booked. And it was like, he was so strong on the ball and that's what we want to see. And he's got those telescopic legs where he somehow wins tackles you don't think he can. And it was just, he seemed to me to just be getting better and better. He does, you know, one of the best tackles I've seen was probably the Derby one where he, he, he runs 60 yeah. yards and, and puts a tackle in. That was a, it was a red card to be misses that. Um, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But he, you know, he, he such as the confidence, you know, he, he knew he was going to win the tackle. Mm. Um, I, I think you're right. He, you know, he, he can do that extra little bit, you know, and that we, we paid a lot of money for him. Mm. I know that it was it was on Klarna, as most of our fees <laughs> are like, but, um, you know, we, that's the player that we wanted now. I've heard Ped say a million and one times, we want to see that extra little bit out of him. You know, mm. and that's a challenge for him now, isn't it? You know, keep the levels now. Yeah. You know, we've seen what you can do. You know, from now to, to January, let's let's see you do it every week in, week week out. You know, and you'd be saying to him now, can you add a goal or two? Mm. You know, you're a big lad. You know, he's won, him, yeah. yeah, he's won the second amount, most amount of aerial duels in Europe out of any player, um, in, in European football. So so say to him now, I want five goals from you. So you're now in the end of the season. Mm. I want I want to start seeing that impact in the opposition let's, box as well. Let's be honest, he he should be scoring off corners, shouldn't yeah. he? The size of him. Yeah, and, and, and he's good in the air. We had another moment where he, <clears throat> he threaded Dom through and Dom hits the crossbar. He's off, mm. he's just offside. Yeah. It was mm. tight. But he he broke and waited and waited and then he just played Dom in and that's another aspect of his, his game. That I think he's got. But we, we got told this when he came in, didn't he? I think uh, Bobby Martinez said, you know, he's mm. so competent on the ball. And you look and think, my God, you know, the size of him, he's good on the ball as well. This fella's got a bit of everything in him and he has. And, you know, you see, you see, you know, he gets the ball, he keeps it simple, doesn't mm. he? Keeps it ticking over, you know, and he has got that ability to stride forward. And, you know, as soon as he gets it out, you know, he gets his 20 yards up the pitch, mm. you know, 25 yards up all the time. So, that, yeah, they just keep doing that. You saw it, didn't we? It was Fulham, wasn't it, where he played Malpai through and he put his hands up because yeah. he thought he can't miss. Yeah. Malpai did miss, but he had, you know, when you're like, he can, I, I, he can spread, think, you know, I split think, defence. Yeah, I think by the time he's 24, 25, I think, I think he'll be playing. At the, no, he won't be playing he'll for be us. Playing at the uh, but, the latter ends of the latter ends of Champions, Champions League. League. But for him, it's have a good season. He's got the Euros next yeah. summer. Yeah. If he pl carries on playing well, listen, he, he might be here. But at least if he carries on at this level and keeps getting better, Everton will get 80, 85 million because that's the going rate right now for a really good defensive midfielder. His age, the height, the physicality. Mm -hmm. You make us big, big money, and and I guess for Kevin Thelwell and and the recruitment team now, it's plot the next Amadou Onana. The, the, the point it? being is, and we've we've talked about three or four of these now. Is that you don't want three or four at once? No, yeah. you no. want one yeah. that can come into a settled team mm. and can have good days and bad days. The problem mm. with Everton in the last couple of years certainly is because we have had four, five of these almost at a time. Yeah. That you can't find that consistency, and maybe mm. that's what Dice is going to give us, or seems like he is giving us, is a level of consistency mm. where players can. So you look at it and go, well, the team's settled, everyone's doing all right. Patterson, can he settle down now? But has he got the. He's got a little wiggle room to, mm. to do it, rather than being like, he's got to settle, he's got to settle. And that's where we've been. I know it's only early days, but it, it, does, it does feel like a little bit like. 
getting just that calmness now. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. No, it's it, it is. Thing, it, it, it is very very but early. There is a there is a bit more calm mm. for now. We got to get the home form right. We get the home form right. The calmness yeah, will be yeah. there then because we are seeing performances away from home. Uh, I think they really only had they had a header, the back post, which Everton <clears> switched <throat> off from a set piece again, and the core switched off from Jared Bowen and they. Luckily for us, miles over, and then the core he kind of realizes and put his hand as if, like, oh, I should have known someone was there. And then Jordan Pickford was called upon near the end, they've got the stills here, and it's just a ball. And Ben Rama has got a little bit of space on the far side, it's an angle ball in, and he hits the volley towards the goal. You take it on, and Pickford flies across, makes the save, gets it out of there, and you see it from behind. He's, He's got those two hands on. It's a save you'd expect them to make, yeah. but obviously it was the ninety-first minute or something, ninety-second minute. So you're like a little bit hard in your mouth for a second. Um, but you know, like I said, it was that few and far between. If we have a look at the stats from the game, uh, West Ham nil Everton one. Twelve attempts at goal from West Ham ten for Everton. Two on target for the Hammers. Four for the Blues. One big chance each. Sixty-four uh, percent possession for West Ham. Um, and Everton on that, 36-37%. Uh, some other stats from the game, Everton have won more Premier League away games against West Ham United than they have against anyone else in the uh, competition, 13. Uh, West Ham have failed to score in a Premier League game at the London Stadium for the first time in 2023, ending yeah. a run of 14 consecutive home games with a goal. Uh, Everton have won a Premier League away game for the first time without conceding since August 21 at Brighton, yeah. which is what you said before. 41 away games since the last clean sheet. And Everton have won consecutive away matches in London for the first time since May 2021, with the second in that run also being a 1-0 win at West Ham when Dominic Calvert-Lewin mm. scored the winner. So, da -da -da -da, a little bit of synergy there. <laughs> Uh, as we approach Halloween. So, a great win for Everton. What's synergy got to do with Halloween? The two, like the two there. What are you going on about? Oh, the da 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 what can you? With I hammers? don't know. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I even about. just said hammers then, like they're synonymous I think, with no, Halloween. Well, I, I think, don't know what's up. I think that hair dries. It's me hair dry. seeking mate, in mate, I need a haircut. Look at me here. Like a base couch. And I've just had two swigs of this Dr. Pepper Zero, which I don't believe Zero. I think it's got some kind of mad sugarness in it. So mm. there you go. Mm. Great win for Everton. Absolutely delighted. And we have uh, Burnley on Wednesday in the Carabao Cup. That's next up for the Blues. So hopefully we can get a result there. We're going to carry on on Trophy TV Premier now. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe if you have not, and if you want to become a Trophy TV Premier member, the link is in the description. Data Trophy TV Premier member. Mm. And the QR code's on the screen now. See you later.